everybody. Welcome to the Good Witch Podcast. This is the show where we look at the latest episode of Good Witch and uh, tell you what we think about it. And and we are very excited today to be talking about the, the premiere episode of season seven. So fun. It's finally here. We've been we've been looking forward to it. And I'm film critic Rita Wagner and Randy Carter's here. Hello, everyone. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited to talk about this episode. Yes, me too. There was a lot, a lot going on. There, there was a lot. It seemed like there, this was jam-packed. Yeah, full of jam. It was. So the official synopsis on IMDb says, Cassie and Sam's much overdue date doesn't go as planned, and they end up stranded on an island. Joy dreams about her parents. That's better. <laughs> that is better. So uh, overall, what did you think? Did you think it was a strong premiere? I did. Um, I There was a lot going on in this episode, as you said. And overall, the thing that I found interesting, just in terms of production on this episode, is two things that we haven't seen a whole lot of before. There was a lot of location shooting. They went out to that island. They were on the boat. I mean, they've done a little bit of that before, but it seemed like not as stage bound as in the past. Mm-hmm. And when they were on the stage, I don't know if they have a new photographer this year, but everything was much darker, which I actually liked. I mean, it was lit. Literally, it was lit darker, which I found much more interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I I bet a part of that is COVID. Because they are just in all shows, not even just Goodwitch, they're doing more outdoor scenes mm. because it's safer, you know, for everybody involved sure. to be outside. And so I know that was the case with When Calls the Heart. And so I'm sure it's also the case with Goodwitch. Well, in that case, I mean, it ends up being an interesting thing because it certainly made it uh, visually much more interesting than we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I I felt like it kind of had a bit of a saucy streak to it that we don't always get in these shows, especially that ending. I was like, ooh. I was blown away by that ending. Yeah. I, I like can't wait for next week now. I mean, yeah. which is exactly what it should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was so surprised by that ending mm-hmm. um, came out of nowhere, but, but in a great way. Yeah. It almost felt almost like a CW show for a second. I don't know, just in the, like you're saying the way it was shot and just the fact that we're all dealing with all adults this season and they're, they've got the magic dirt and just, I don't know, just intrigue. Right. And also, if you remember, one of the things I said last week is I wish they would do more with George. It seems like all he ever does yeah. is bring in the luggage and, and fix the plumbing. <laughs> and now he seems to be deeply involved in whatever these bags of yeah. dirt are. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. But yeah, I am I am too. <clears throat> so it starts out with a flashback to young Joy with her parents. And she's doing art in the sand. And her dad gives her a special rock that has J on it. And so she can finish her, her design. And uh, she keeps having, this is a dream that she's having the flashback. She keeps having dreams, particularly about her dad. Right. It makes me wonder, do you think that that scene on the Island, which was, which she was dreaming about, was that supposed to be that she was dreaming about something that had really happened? Or is this only existing in her dream? Like, did she oh. really visit that island with her parents? 
I or was that just a dream? Well, I assumed it was oh, it was a memory. I I really didn't even think about the fact that it could have just been a fantasy. I mean, especially once once Cassie and Sam end up on that island and they end up finding the drawing right or whatever but, you call it i don't know what you call it sand art i guess right but joy has said in the past that her dreams have a have a, a tendency to sort of come true and it makes me mm-hmm. wonder if that wasn't really a memory but was just a dream and i, I don't know yeah i mean i guess we'll, we'll find out but yeah um it's fascinating mm-hmm. that's true that's a good point uh, so then we have the morning at Gray House and the whole, everybody's there. <laughs> you have uh, Martha's there and <laughs> Abigail's there and Joy's there and Sam and Cassie are there. Uh, it's a crowded house. <laughs> right. And then Dottie, Dottie shows up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the whole town. Donovan. Is, like, and Vincent. Yeah. And Vincent, my man, Vincent is back. And I, I feel like actually maybe he's going to be around for a little while. I, I think you might be right. I mean, this whole s- sort of subplot that he hired this private investigator to find, I mean, his real mother. I mean, presumably he was a foster child with mm-hmm. Cassie. So yeah. he also doesn't know his real parents. We don't really know the backstory to that just yet, but yeah. he's trying to find his real mother. And then, and then he, he the PI did find the mother, which is like an hour away from Middleton, which is kind mm-hmm. of convenient. But but still, um, I'm sure we're going to follow up on that storyline. And I'm not sure yeah. yet where that's quite going. I'm looking forward to it. I, I was happy. I mean, you all know I love Vincent, but I thought that he seemed like a breath of fresh air. I, I enjoyed him again. <laughs> and I'm excited that he'll just get his own story unique to him. Yes, I, I, as long as they don't try to pair him up with Stephanie, which I always yeah. thought was like a an odd pairing, mm-hmm. and they didn't stick with that for very often, then no. I'm, I'm happy to follow through with this uh, and see where it goes. Yeah. Well, it seems like he has a pretty good relationship with Sam and also with Cassie, uh, So that, and even a little bit with Abigail. Yeah, so, everyone seems everyone seems to like Vincent. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, certainly you guys do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but uh, um, I'm I'm excited to see where the where the mother storyline goes. Yeah, and I feel like it just could impact a whole bunch of different characters. Like it could be an interesting element for not just Vincent, but you know, interacting with because we we saw him with Sam, we saw him with, uh, and then with Cassie and. You know, I don't know. I just feel like he could kind of interact with a lot of characters, be an interesting element in the show. For sure. And and I also thought they did a very good job in this opening of just sort of dispatching all of the plots that didn't work. <laughs> it just threw exposition. You know, we got rid of right. Donna. We got rid of <laughs> we got rid of that girl that was with uh with Vincent, and I don't know. There was just a whole bunch of things that were just kind of uh, i don't remember that girl with vincent did, did we see her last season mm-hmm. yeah or, they, or two seasons ago or were, whatever it was on yeah they were running off to go on the boat and uh oh, right right yeah right. it was i can't remember her name i probably have it in my notes somewhere right. but but you're right with with a few yeah. lines of dialogue all those uh storylines are put shunted to the side. Yeah. And I mean, uh, and, and I was especially on. glad to hear that Donna did not end well. <laughs> that wasn't a big deal. Donna, Donna 
you know, here's the thing about Donna. Uh, she gets a little bit of a bad rap. I mean, she, she's an annoying character, but by design, she was kind of to try to shake up Middleton and just to show you that not everybody's like all sort of sweet and sugary and, yeah. and what have you. But she definitely doesn't fit in with the Middleton crowd because she's just she's a little too New York and a little too sassy and brassy for uh, for Middleton life, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just, she was a replacement for Carter, and so that was frustrating. Yes, <laughs> yes, as we talked about, yes. Yes, and so we also find out that Donovan's brother Daniel is coming to the engagement party, and as we suspected last uh, time in our preview, which I'll put a link in the description if people want to listen to the preview, but we suspected that Dottie would be over planning for the wedding, and this proves to be true even just for the engagement party she's overdoing it right she she's very similar to what martha sort of used to be when she was trying to plan things but um yeah and and she's like pressuring them for a date Mm -hmm. you know a date for the for the wedding and um abigail and donovan don't seem to be that interested in in a in a quick date they want to they want to take their time and do a long engagement um which i feel like you know in dotty's defense i feel like long engagements are kind of unusual for for older couples i feel like you i don't know just in my experience i feel like most older couples you know they they know they've found each other they're like more confident in who they are and they don't usually need as big of a wedding i just feel like that's usually something that, you know, you have a, a, a two-year engagement or, you know, whatever, a long engagement when you're young. Uh, I don't feel like it's that common for, I feel like most people. Well, get- maybe. I, I think if it's your second marriage, mm-hmm. then definitely like a long engagement. It's like, what, why? Mm-hmm. But both of these people have never been married before, at least as far yeah. as we know. I don't think That's so. That's true. And, and so... Also, I mean, they just broke this curse. I'm sure they want some time to actually be dating because all for the last year they've been fighting this curse. uh, And so haven't really been able to just be together as a couple dating, Mm -hmm. um, you know, without the pressure of the of the upcoming engagement. That's true. That's a good point. That's true. I I know for me, I would not want a long engagement. I just want to get her done. I don't know. Once you made that. I would not, I don't really like all the, like the planning to me is very stressful. I would just kind of want to keep it really simple and just get it done and, and get married. And, <laughs> well, and, and what did you think of, of, of Daniel's bringing Donovan's old girlfriend to town? Yeah, uh, uh, Quinn. Yeah. That was interesting because first of all, you have this dynamic between uh, Daniel and Donovan, very competitive and, you kind of felt like, did he bring Quinn just to get back at his brother, you know, just to one up his brother. And, but then she seemed pretty cool. Quinn. Quinn seemed very cool. In fact, she sort of realized, I think you're right that Daniel did bring her really just to rub his nose in it. Mm -hmm. And Quinn caught on to that pretty quickly towards the end and was like, you know, I'm I'm flying back to New York or wherever she was from. Not New York. I can't remember where she said she was yeah, from. Something but like that. She, she's oh, Washington, D.C., she said. She goes, I'm flying back to D.C. Because she realizes that she's there just as a, as a you know, as a, a ploy 
to get back at uh, Donovan. My only problem with that whole sort of storyline is, and it, she seemed to get over it quickly, but Abigail for a little bit, they were going to do that whole, oh, I'm super jealous because your ex is here. But Donovan was like, you know, I haven't talked to this girl in, you know, 15 years or whatever. And yeah, we were going to get married, but we were in high school. It's meaningless. And luckily, mm-hmm. Abigail seemed to get over it pretty quickly, although it did seem to like put a little wedge in between their relationship about the engagement towards the end it seemed like they were still a little on the offs no yeah because abigail's upset that he was not announcing that they want a long engagement right and and he's trying to make peace between his mother and his brother and deal with all of that and so yeah i mean that was a pretty good conflict i feel like that's realistic that you you know that those kind of conflicts happen Sure. The one thing I loved about Donovan and Abigail this episode was when they were outside at the engagement party and it looked like it was going to start to rain, like right when they were going to kiss, yeah. like the thunder came and I could see, you know, everyone else was running inside and they're like, oh, it was like, oh no, is this the curse again? But they both were like, no, no, we don't care. We're they're still going to kiss. They don't care about the rain. They yeah. no longer feel like there's that curse on them. And it yeah, was that was a cute, rain. that was a cute moment. Right. And they they didn't, play up the melodrama too much you know like there was never a we're breaking up or anything like that but just we're not communicating and we need to work on it right and and i can understand the competition between uh between donovan and his brother especially because his brother seemed very insecure and difficult frustrating absolutely uh you can tell that they have been you know, in competition with each other since they were probably very small. Um, and, you know, knowing Dottie and, and her husband, I'm sure that whole household was like one where competition was encouraged. You know, you always got to right. be number one. It's got to be the sort of like mindset. Yeah. The other cute moment I thought between Abigail and Donovan was the, uh, was like, look at us jogging, making smoothies together. (laughs) (laughs) That was cute. (laughs) Well, it's really interesting. I don't normally notice these things, but uh, in that first scene, Abigail had her hair pulled back in a ponytail and we've never seen that before. And Mm -hmm. at first I was like, Oh, is this a new look for her this season? And because I wasn't really sure I, I liked it that much, although it was fine. It was different. Yeah. You realize it's just because they were getting ready to go out jogging. And, right. and then for the rest of the episode, it was back to the way it normally yeah. was. Look at us jogging, making smoothies. <laughs> and I, one thing's interesting is that, so are they living together or is, is uh, he have his own separate house? I think he must have his own separate house because technically, I mean, since he's the mayor of Blairsville, doesn't he have to live oh, in Blairsville? Yeah. So I don't think. You know, and also it's, it's Hallmark. I don't think they really move in together until they're married. Well, that's what I thought. But, and of course, Sam and, and, uh, well, the Sam and Cass were living across the street from each right. other. But that's why I thought I said, oh, are they, that would be a, a step for Hallmark. I mean, that would be something different. I mean, we would, we would have to assume that they certainly have never said that they're living together. Mm -hmm. I think, I I don't think they are. I think maybe he just came over to go jogging and then they were at her house after the jog. That's my interpretation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, We have some, some 
uh, scenes with Cassie and Sam at this at this opening uh, where they are are just not getting to spend very much time together. And Cassie says, I miss your face, which I thought was cute. Right. (laughs) They're so great together. Mm -hmm. But I have to feel like, you know, with Sam being a doctor and a surgeon and he's running that hospital, like even if Cassie didn't have 50 jobs or however many jobs she has now. Like even if she was just at home all day running the bed and breakfast, it seemed like they would hardly ever see each other because, you know, a doctor's hours are never his own. Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised that it took this long for that to become an issue with them. But um, I think that when you have the kids, I don't know, I feel like you spend, I mean, granted, they're just pretty still newly married. Sure. I mean, they haven't been married that long, but then also when you have kids, they just take up so much time that you almost, it's not until they're gone that maybe some of that stuff kind of as a couple kind of comes to light. Right. I would imagine at least. And so that might be part of it, but uh, yeah. I'm curious how long they're going to continue that storyline or if they are, or if it was sort of a one-off, I mean, essentially it was used to get them on a boat, which got into that Island to find mm-hmm. the uh, stone, you know, uh, whatever you want to call that, the stone art piece. I hope uh, they continue. Well, I hope we get, like you had said in the previous show, I hope we get some nice arcs for the characters. I hope that they keep, I hope this is not it or that, you know, it's gone in an episode or two, because it would be nice to see it grow and build. Right. I mean, they just need to make an effort, obviously. Yeah. But uh, where could that go dramatically? Could one of them, could could Cassie decide to give up one of her businesses? Mm-hmm. Could Sam decide to, like, cut back on his hours or, or something like that? I, I, You know, it doesn't seem likely that those things would happen. But, you know, if it really becomes an issue that they don't have time together, you know, what's the solution? It'll be interesting to see what they yeah. do. Yeah, I know. And so then Vincent sees a picture of Joy's mom. And he, that makes him think about his mom. And then Joy's thinking about her dad. And Cassie says, I hope, you, well, and Vincent says, I hope you find what you're looking for. And Cassie says, I hope you both do. So that's going to be obviously something going on with both of them searching for parents. Right. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember what we had previously been told about Joy's parents. I mean, I, th- I thought we were told that they both died in a car accident. But that was also when Joy was pretending to be not a Merowick. So, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she just said her mother died in a car accident. And she said she sort of doesn't know where her father is. So now she's saying she just doesn't know where her father is. So we don't really know the backstory of the father. I'm sure we're going to hear more about it Mm -hmm. um, as she tries to find him. Um, So that'll be interesting. Yeah, it will. So Martha's niece, Claire, is there. She is very pregnant. (laughs) about ready to pop as they say and this was great <laughs> it's a it's like a tiny little production of swan lake in there right. <laughs> and uh and martha saying that i'm no stranger to the dojo <laughs> i'm like i need to see that <laughs> to see, yeah, to see Kung Fu yeah, martha yeah i know. know we definitely need to see it that would be hilarious and <laughs> So she is needing to be on bed rest for some reason. Uh, And uh, so that kind of gets this plot of Cassie gives Martha a, uh, a bell and 
that becomes the bane of Martha and Tom's existence. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say, I'm not sure. As soon as they brought that bell out and Martha and Tom seemed to think that like, oh, this is going to solve the problem because yeah. she's sort of screaming down to them all the time. And I and I was like, do you not understand how annoying that bell is going to get? Like oh, yeah. worse than her screaming because she's going to ring it all the time. And, yeah. and of course, that's exactly what happened. But I love, love, love that at the end, like, a, you know, everybody came out on top is Martha and Tom realized because she made them that little truffle or whatever with the mm-hmm. note that she left that was like, you know, thank you for being so supportive. Like, I sort of know I'm, you know, a pain, but yeah. And, and so they realized that, oh, she's not that big of a pain. But then, of course, the bell goes off again and yeah. and they're like annoyed. But, you know, it's family. It's what you do. And it, it, you just, I, I love that they wrapped well, that up. So everybody sort of came out looking good. I was thinking, like, what is Cassie's motivation here? What is she trying to do? I guess help Martha to have more patience or something like that. But I'm like, that's not a very nice gift, Cassie, to give them. I know. <laughs> but Martha seemed to think it was. I was like, I when know. they opened that gift and Martha was like, oh, this is wonderful. Now we don't have to listen to her scream. I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. Yeah. I, I I'm knew like, this that was, was a nowhere. mean thing to do, Cassie. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, but I, I think this is going to be a really fun plot line. I liked the dynamic between Claire and Martha. And when they have the inevitable birth scene, I think it's going to be really fun. It's gonna be really oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. You know, it would be hilarious because the obvious thing would be like, she's not just going to go to the hospital and give birth because that's just that's what normal people do. It's going to be she's going to be stuck somewhere, going to have to give birth. Right. And normally, like, oh, Sam would be there to give birth. But wouldn't it be wonderful if Martha had to deliver the baby? Oh, my gosh. That would be great. Wouldn't that yeah. be hilarious to have Martha have to deliver the baby? Um, and I'm happy that we're seeing Martha and Tom because I really liked their dynamic together. And I wasn't sure if... I, I love Tom. I've always loved Tom. And my favorite scene with him in this episode is when he went in to uh uh to you know because it was Martha's turn to take care of, of Claire in in her office and and she offered him the, the Tinsdale on toast and uh, he yeah, made her leave really good. <laughs> but she took the toast and when when they had left Tom's sitting there in the chair and people forget that he used to be the mayor he was the mayor back at the very beginning and he sort of sits back like he remembers he's like oh yeah and he sort of leans back in the chair like I remember these days. Uh, I thought that was great. I love Tom. I wish they would use him more often, uh, but maybe, yeah. you know, they use him enough because all the time might be too much, but they use him just enough. And their relationship is so wonderful. Uh, yeah. they, they love each other so much and it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it when the two of them are together. Me too. I really, really enjoy them together. And let's remember that the Tinsdale and toast is a tuna melt with sauerkraut. <laughs> oh God, that's right. Oh, oh, <laughs> That's not that. I, that just sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, who who wants to eat that? It does. How popular of an item can that be on the bistro's menu? I don't uh, know. I have a feeling Martha might be the only person who ever orders that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, it's not that. I mean, people have pickles with their tuna fish all the time, but usually you don't have with the tuna melt. Usually you don't have pickles, and but then sauerkraut. It just seems like that would be like soft on soft on. Right. Yeah. Those, those tastes don't seem to go together. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, So I thought that was a big win of this episode. The really fun 
and uh, I'm. I can't wait to see to. where they go with the baby. Yeah, I, I'm Me very too. excited for that. Yeah. Uh, so then Daniel is there, and they have kind of an uncomfortable meeting when they uh, when he gets there, Donovan and Daniel, and we find out that Donovan's nickname is Corky. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And I love that Abigail started calling them that. I hope they continue that. I know, she just calls him Corky through the rest of the thing. Yeah. That it was because they pinned so many baseball cards to the cork board that it fell and he needed five stitches. And this and, and Abigail says, You said you got that in a baseball accident. And he's like, It was a baseball accident. The baseball, baseball, baseball cards. cards. Same, same difference. That was funny, I thought. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So we get the return of Adam mm. and he, he ate crickets and bugs and it was the best tired I've ever been. And he has an Incan positive energy bracelet and uh, all was kinds of Was he on things. a mission or was he on a season of Survivor? I wasn't sure <laughs> where, exactly. where, where he was gone from. Well, That's listen, I was thinking. I... It's obvious that Adam, I, I think I had sus- suspected this before. I'm not sure he's in this whole season because I think he's going yeah. back on his mission. He might be in this episode, maybe in one more, or this may be it. He, next week, it may be like, oh, he left on his mission. Yeah. I, I'm sort of fine with that. I never liked him with Stephanie. So even if he sticks around now that him and Stephanie are like separate, yeah. um, that's all good. That's going to allow them to bring that that man that we saw in the in the preview. Yeah. But um, I agree with you. and. I mean, I have to wonder if people in Goodwitch listen to our podcast because we <laughs> were not fans of Adam and we were such fans of Vincent. And now this season, and I feel like not that many people were that except for us. And <laughs> uh, maybe I'm wrong. No, uh, I think you're right. Oh, this season, we have not that much Adam and a lot of Vincent. <laughs> so. I feel like someone's listening. It's very exciting. You have more power than you know. Use yes. it for good. Use it only for good. <laughs> if, we could um, only use it, if we could only use it to get Catherine Bell to come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Be wonderful. You're listening, Catherine Bell. Uh, but no, I I think you're right uh, that he talks about he's met another person and he's fallen in love. Eileen is her name. Right. And he likes her a lot and he's going to go on another mission trip. Cause I thought that he was like accepting a job. I didn't realize this was only two months. Yeah. I, I don't know if they knew how long it was going to be. I think they didn't know, but it was never going to be full time. It was, he was on a mission. And, and I remember them saying like, how long will you be gone? And he was like, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, if it was only going to be two months, here's the other thing. It's only been two months and they were like, so in love at the end of last right. season, they were like, it was just going to be a thing. But if he was only going to be gone for two months and if he's only gone for two months and he met somebody else and now he's going back and, you know, basically abandoning Stephanie yeah, after being gone for two months, a little bit of a jerk. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I realize that they've just decided to move on from this storyline and that's the real reason. But it doesn't paint Adam in the best light. No. I mean, Stephanie was waiting for him. He, she was all because remember, he texted her like, hopefully I'll see you and. She's like, what does that mean? Does he not yeah. want to see me? And she's just been waiting and waiting for, you know, and it's only two months. I mean, two months is not nothing, but it's not that long no, to it's be not. gone and then come back if you're really, you know, they were like 
ready to maybe get married or something in two months is if they can't stand two months of being apart, then they definitely were not the right, right. pairing for sure. Yeah. I mean, in Adam, his relationship past is not history is not very, very, uh, very good. I mean, he had that messy divorce. Right. And, but, but and Stephanie is the woman who was right by his side all through his surgery. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Stephanie needs the right man. I'm, I'm very, Pro Stephanie, I want a a good man for her, and I maybe that'll be whoever shows up this season. Yeah, I hope so too. Like she had Ben, and we will always remember Ben. Yeah, but she needs more. <laughs> well, the other interesting thing about Stephanie is it sounds like she's planning to remodel the bistro. Yes. At first, I thought they were gonna do something where like she was gonna give up the bistro because she kept saying like is this my whole life like just the bistro every day and i thought oh my gosh what are they going to do are they going to have her like move on to do some other business or something which i mm-hmm. was be quite a change but it sounds like they're just going to do redecorating with joy redecorating the the bistro so maybe they just need a, a makeover of the set which could be interesting and we've seen that set a lot over the last mm-hmm. seven years so maybe maybe it's time for a nice uh remodel of well, the yeah, bistro. she says Oh, Adam's out changing lives and making a difference. And what am I doing here? And I think that's a shame because there's value in the ordinary, the everyday, that that has power and it might seem small, uh, but it, it can really impact people's lives. And you don't need to be going out and, and going on fancy trips or, or you can help people right there in your, in your, I think that's absolutely, that's absolutely true. But I also think what she was saying is, I mean, I understand she was saying he's doing all these wonderful trips and I'm not, but it's more just a self-reflection. Like it is what I'm doing fulfilling me, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and, and maybe it sort of wasn't. So we'll see what this makeover does. Um, But the interesting thing I think for what's coming up is they did this vision board, her and Joy were doing these vision boards and um, Joy's vision board was like an owl, which I'm not really sure what that means, but I find it interesting. And then sort of like a picture of an eclipse, which was kind of That's reddish. True. And I was so focused on Stephanie's, I didn't really pay that much attention to Joy's. Yeah, well, there was a, they pointed out the owl, and even Stephanie was like an owl. Like, what is what is that? And I, I don't know. It's a it's a wise a wise you know old owl. I don't know. Is that supposed to represent wisdom? Um, it'll be interesting to see what what yeah. they do with that. Yeah. But the 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 eclipse, the moon. I mean. We can talk about this, this, what it means for the stones and so forth, but and the trailer for next week. But I have a feeling these eclipses and this sort of red moon is definitely involved in whatever this sand story is going to develop into. Yeah, I think you're probably right. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. 
It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Well, we also get Claire and her, she hates the essential oils, first of all, that Cassie gives. She can't stand it. And then she eats a grilled cheese with jelly. I have never heard of that in my life. And I was talking on Twitter. Some people were saying that it's delicious. And uh, well, and they, good, good yeah. for them. They can have yeah. mine. Um, <laughs> but the one that really got me is that she had the gummy worms in the clam chowder. Well, I, I mean, I know that it's it's the old stereotype that, you know, pregnant women have these very odd mm-hmm. uh, cravings. But it is it is interesting that all the things that Cassie normally does, the, the, there was the, the oils, but also like the aromatherapy thing that Martha was trying to, I'm sure all came from Cassie. And, yeah. and it was all having the exact opposite effect. Like she couldn't stand the smell of the aroma. She hated the, the oils. And, you know, again, and she wanted like the gummy bears in the soup. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the bell. Yeah, nothing's working out the way that Cassie seems to be intending, which I, from the uh, previews and stuff, that we thought that that's going to be a bit of a theme is that her magic is a little off. You know, what would be interesting if they would do a thing where if, if, if Cassie sort of loses her abilities or her magic or whatever you want to call it for a while, and she sort of has to figure out like how to navigate the life that she has without that extra ability, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that. Yeah. You know, that would be really interesting to see her kind of stumble a little bit because right. she doesn't have that sort of innate ability to always know what the right thing to do is and, yeah. and watch her stumble just a little bit. I think that could be really interesting. I agree. I think that could be good. And we have some scenes between Stephanie and Abigail and basically abigail gets the lowdown on quinn and you know that they were the it couple <laughs> right uh, and so she starts to get a little insecure and I, you know i always the thing that i took away from that is i want more abigail stephanie scene, scenes mm-hmm. i feel like those two could be like best friends yeah and and and, and do more especially now that we have sort of a more softer Mm-hmm. abigail than what we've had in the past right I, I really think her and stephanie because they've been kind of at odds in the past remember there was that whole thing where they uh they had adjoining uh, uh businesses right her her flower shop was next door to her catering right business, and they were like cracking the walls in between and everything but i mean i think those days are over and i, I would love to see more of those two um i would love to see a camping mm-hmm. episode where those, those two went camping or something like that yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, we got to see Stephanie with Joy. We got to see Stephanie with Adam. We got to see Stephanie with uh, with uh, Abigail, uh, and so we got to see some different pairings than we don't than than what right. we all we did not think. we did not see Stephanie with Vincent. We did not, but we saw Vincent with most everybody else. Right. Well, Vincent was never sort of really with Stephanie. I mean, he was kind of a potential love interest, but it it never really went anywhere. He was just an investor in her food truck. Mm. That was about all that he ended up doing. That's right. That's right. Didn't he go on one date with her? That's what I thought early on, because I thought that's who they were going to sort of pair her up with. And it just never went anywhere. And then, and then, you know, 
Adam became a thing and, and, and then right. any thoughts of Vincent was over. Uh, and so Dottie says that she knew Quinn and Donovan would never get married. And she says, I don't put a lot of stock in luck. Fate, however, that's a different story. But they had a, 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 sh- a ship name called Donna Quinn. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Oh, I, I must have missed that. Donna Quinn. Donna Quinn. Yeah, that, that was their uh, couple name. Oh, their ship name. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Donna Quinn. Um, <laughs> you know. Again, that's just such a high school thing, right? I mean, they, they have to understand that that was, you know, they're supposed to be, I guess, 15 years out of high school. So yeah. um, uh, it is interesting. That line about I don't believe in luck, but fate is something else. Um, that's interesting coming from Dottie because – I think she feels like she manipulates fate. Like if she doesn't believe in luck, like fate is something that she manufactures uh, or certainly tries to in the past. Yeah. And so Abigail and Donovan are talking and now I've been out of shape because you're been out of shape. (laughs) Um, And he makes a list of every girl he's dated, which was like four. Uh, Yeah, it was like four. And I was like, what, you know, he's supposed to be what? Like 35 ish. I mean, any 35-year-old man that's only dated four women in his entire life. I mean, I guess I, I assume that means actual, like, real relationships. But, I mean, that's not very many. And then Abigail was like, oh, I think you missed one, meaning that he didn't put her at the end, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Yeah, especially somebody as attractive as Donovan. It would be surprising. But some people are just shy and they don't date that much. So, right. I guess that's... You would think that the mayor, though, would probably... Maybe there's just not a lot of great options in blairsville <laughs> maybe blairsville. i don't know, I don't know. yeah blairsville uh <laughs> yeah maybe not maybe not so but, Sam, um, yeah so sam and cassie go on vincent's boat well first sam and vincent vincent gives sam the tour of his boat right and uh it, it was the nightingale right night and sail it was the night and sail night and sail and so then sam and cassie go on vincent's boat and they talk about that they need to spend more time together. They need to see each other more. And I liked the fact that it was a problem, but it wasn't like, oh, we're going to break up. This is a, you know, I don't know. Like, I felt like it's always refreshing in shows when marriage is allowed to have conflict and it not be like the end of the world. Right. I mean, they never once were like, oh my gosh, this is such a huge problem mm-hmm. that we, that it could be the end of us. It was, this is a problem. We both recognize it's a problem and we have to A, find solutions and B, work on those solutions to make sure that we see more of each other. I mean, but they were yeah. both extraordinarily adult about it, which is is refreshing sometimes. You know, nobody was trying to be like, why do you have to have so many jobs? Why can't you spend more time with me? They both realize they're very active adults. They both have a lot going on and they need to work on seeing more of each other, uh, you know, to make that marriage work. Yeah. And she says, Cassie says, I make use of every hour I spend with you. And this is a little cheesy, but I'll allow it. So. I, I feel the same way. That's a little cheesy, but I'll, I'll, uh, I, I thought that was very sweet. Those two yeah. are so great together. They have such great chemistry, those two mm-hmm. actors. Um, yeah. They um, really you do. Totally, you totally believe them uh, as a couple. So yeah. I, I, I think that's great. So they get shipwrecked on this uh, island. And uh, 
luckily they're able to get help pretty quickly but they have their lunch and then cassie hears a call this is i said it's like frozen two all over again (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's some weird like siren call or something right yeah yeah (laughs) um and cassie finds joy's sand art from the beginning of the episode right and now can we tell what kind of like design that's supposed to be it it's a little it looked a little unclear to me it was it was sort of like a a circle with like a almost like a peace sign kind of a thing i mean but it's not like i thought of a like a dream catcher kind of maybe a little right so i don't know if they'll i'm sure we're going to find out more about that uh, right well because that leads us to the 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 bags of sand Mm -hmm. and vincent uh the investigator finds his mother so you know he he has so we're gonna find about that coming up and yeah i think that's i feel like that's gonna be more of a season-long arc Mm -hmm. uh where we find out more about the mother and and what that you know what that might ultimately lead to who can say but um I, I I like that I like that concept a lot. I like that storyline a lot or the potential of that storyline. So I'm excited to see what that brings. Yeah, me too. And Vincent says Cassie gives much better advice and it comes with cinnamon rolls. And Sam <laughs> says that's part of the reason I married her. <laughs> oh Sam, that's the only reason. The, cin- the cinnamon rolls. Well, this is the thing. Whenever they're baking at Gray House, it seems like it's not only does it look yummy, but they're always giant. I swear they're always like these huge muffins or these giant cinnamon rolls. Do you remember last season when Donna came in and the joke was that it was like book club and she was gonna take a couple of muffins like that they'd put out for book club and uh-huh. she's supposed to be obnoxiously taking their food. And yeah. and again, there are these huge muffins, like one muffin yeah. is like two meals and she takes like three of them i was like this is the size of your entire body there's no way you'll consume all these muffins i remember when grace was making all those muffins with the in the time that time travel whatever episode right and like no human beings can eat all those giant muffins but also whenever cassie's cooking or doing anything like they even said at the beginning like oh i didn't know there was any guests and joy was like oh what about me and he's like oh you're not a guest you're family but so there's no other guests currently in, in gray house other than you know the people that we know and yet mm-hmm. she makes a meal for like 15 people and like how much food yeah, goes to waste true. at this place <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's always a yeah. huge thing there's never just like oh for breakfast we have like some some you know oranges and bananas and maybe a little oatmeal uh, you know it's always like this huge uh, layout yeah no that's that's true <laughs> but, but uh, they the comment mysterious. on it they yeah. comment on it so like yeah. they're, they're, they're aware that she was oh i just went overboard i i can't ever seem to stop myself from yeah. from making these huge meals uh so then we get to the engagement party and I thought there, I agreed that I really liked that moment, the kiss in the rain. That was very sweet. And uh, then we have Quinn and Abigail talking, and then Quinn breaks up with Daniel. And that I feel like I hope we don't only get to see Quinn there. I hope we get to see more of her because I liked her. She was fun. I liked her a lot. I suspect we might not see much yeah. more of her because she was sort of just designed. But I thought that actress was really good, and mm-hmm. I liked the character a lot. I did so too. I mean, maybe she'll show back up again. The problem is, if she does show back up, is she going to be anything more than just a thing to drive a wedge between Abigail and Donovan? Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly don't want a storyline where it's like Quinn comes back with, without Daniel, 
and is trying to get Donovan back or something along right. those lines. It doesn't seem like that's what they would do. But yeah, it, it could be something like maybe Abigail playing matchmaker for Quinn. Hey, that could be fun. Oh, that could be fun. Mm-hmm. I hear Vincent needs a woman. Yes. <laughs> Yes, there we go. That would be really good. <laughs> um, the only, this is extreme nitpick. I didn't love Abigail's dress at the engagement party. It was. Was that the gold? Know. It was kind of a gold dress? It was like a red dress. Oh, with okay. Like a pleating on it. Yes. And I just didn't care for it. <laughs> just didn't like it. I mean, yeah, she's, Sarah Powers is beautiful, obviously. It doesn't matter what she's wearing. But. I just didn't like the dress. It wasn't my taste. <laughs> well, they do always, I mean, even when Cassie's just cooking in the kitchen, it's like she dresses with like, like she's going out to a, you know, yeah, she like, a, like a cocktail party. Yeah. They always seem to put on like these very sort of fancy clothes, which is part of the, mm-hmm. you know, the thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I didn't notice that earlier. I think there was, there was a gold, uh, Abigail was wearing like this gold um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a dress or if it was just like this gold shirt and I thought that was actually quite nice and that's why I, I thought you were mm-hmm. thinking about the gold yeah. the red dress I don't really remember it um, that well but uh, yeah it's there are sometimes Cassie's been in a few dresses over a few seasons that have made me turn my head a little bit and go what are they thinking yeah. you know they can't all be home runs right that's true <laughs> that's very true uh <laughs> And I liked when that Martha and Tom kept saying, good gravy, <laughs> good gravy, good gravy. She's here. I, uh, those, those two are so great together. As I said, I just like, you can see them like growing old together and just, you know, they, they will never be apart. Um, yeah. There has to be a certain type of personality of Tom to have to sort of put up with Martha. She can be a handful, but um, she always means well. She always, even when sometimes she strays off the path, she always comes back and would never really do anything yeah. spiteful. But um, also, I love when she said, we've, we've become like Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's that was true. Good. That was very, very good. Oh. And then we have Dottie giving them Ronaldo the wedding planner for their engagement present. And that's when they finally have to announce that they're going to have a long engagement. And... Right. And the, the thing, the strange thing to me is the sort of disagreement between Abigail and Donovan was never about the long engagement. They both seem to be on the same page about that. It was, it was telling just, their family. It was telling, telling Dottie. But Abigail sort of needs to understand, like, she's met Dottie. Telling her the sort of cold, hard truth can't always be the easiest thing in the world. Right. Especially if she's your mother. Um, yeah. It would almost make more sense for Abigail to tell Dottie, you right, know, just to right. be the one to be. Sometimes in a relationship, you have to kind of be the bad one, you right. know, with other. I remember my mom used to say that to me that if I needed an excuse uh, to if there was a party or something, I was that she was, my mom would say, I can I have no problem being the bad one. You can blame it on me. Right. <laughs> right. Like, that's true. Uh-huh. But the problem is if Donovan couldn't really blame it on Abigail, because if he did, we already know that for the longest time, Dottie was very against her engagement and has yeah. just recently sort of come around to accepting it. And I don't know that it would take much for her to tilt back to, well, then you should, you know, what about yeah. that Quinn? I always liked Quinn. But then she <laughs> said she always knew they would never be together. 
would would you want a long engagement if you were to get married? Uh, I've been married and mm-hmm. I did not have a long engagement. Yeah. I mean, long, I'm specifically by long. Yeah. Uh, my I sister, would not. Absolutely my sister not. has a long engagement. She's been engaged now for, I think, I want to say two years. And oh, wow. they don't really have a date planned even now. Um, mm-hmm. And they're just happy to be engaged. Yeah. So some everybody's different. So yeah, some people do it. Uh, my feeling was myself, if I were to get married again, I don't know that I would want a long engagement. I don't know. What are you waiting for? Yeah. If you want to get married, just it's time to do it. That's my and personality it, too. I just feel like let's get her done. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but everyone's different and there's no wrong. It's not wrong. It's just different, but yeah. So then Claire makes the tiramisu like we talked about. And uh, Tiny Tinsdale is going to be the luckiest grandbaby in the world. Do they so have cute. a name? Do they have a name for baby Tinsdale uh, yet? They didn't say it. I don't believe. They just said Tiny Tinsdale. You know they're going to name it Martha. Oh. You know, don't you think? Did they say it was a girl? Yes, it's definitely. Remember okay. because she, when she was on last season, she came and she announced it was a girl. And Martha was like, why would you want to know? Don't you want to keep it a secret? Remember when her and Claire were very opposite of each other mm-hmm. about how to deal with the baby? She was like, oh, we want to know. And Martha was like, I didn't know until I actually had them. We wanted to be surprised. But yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely a little girl. Yeah, um, that would be so cute. I would love that. I hope they do that. I yeah. really do. So then Sam and Cassie have a talk and they, they broke their pinky swear (laughs) to each other. Uh, And he says, we need to try a lot harder. And then you have the ending. Like we talked about with, uh, with Cassie, Joy and Abigail, they're, they're emptying the dirt out of their bags uh, to make the, they kind of make the beach art sort of. Right. I mean, just pour it out and it turns into the beach art. So obviously this is like supernatural sand of some kind. Um, (laughs) Supernatural sand. It is. Yeah. No, it's true. It sounds funny. Uh, But then George, he comes up and he says, I think it's time we had a talk. And (laughs) oh my gosh, I was so stunned by that. I I was like so happy because early on he was like, oh, I'm going fishing. And then George was gone for the whole episode. And I thought, there you go. There's a whole episode without a minute. And then he shows up at the end. And then with the preview of next week, it's like, how is he like, how is he involved what? in this? That even Cassie doesn't know. And none of the Merowicks know. But he, rem- remember that George is not related to Cassie at all in any way. That's right. That's right. So George and either and not related to Grace either. So George right. is the... Uh, was the father of the, oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah he no, was the father George, of Jake's first wife. That's right. So he is related to Lori and, and Brandon. Brandon. He's, he's not, he has no connection to Grace or to Cassie, uh, but he just kind of hanged around because we liked his character, I guess. <laughs> Well, I think maybe hang around because maybe he's a Marowick. We've never had a male Marowick. It's true. Well, he, I think he hung around because when Grace was growing up, he was in the household because Brandon and Lori were still there. So, you know, she grew up with him as grandpa, even though there's no blood there. I mean, they were all family. So he, he sticks around, but it is really, he's never been involved in any of the sort of supernatural Marowick storylines at all and so i'm fascinated to see what could it possibly be 
Yeah. Um, that was a big uh, shocker for me. Yeah. So me I'm too. super excited about what might come next. Me too. I feel like it could be really fun. And maybe it could, it's like slightly why he's kind of hung around all this time is because he wants to be close to the Merowicks for some reason. That would be really great. I think great I, idea. I think it's, I think it's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I wonder, could he be related to like Joy's side of the family? Could he be like a second cousin or somebody's uncle on a different side of the family? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's he a could, little strange, but he could be, uh, Let's see, figure, uh, he could be like a, what, what would he be, a, he's too, he's not old enough to be a, like, child of Elizabeth Merriwick, right? He could be a grandchild? Um, yeah, he would be, his, his, I mean, he could be like, could he be Joy's mom, Julia, you know, who we saw in in the flashback mm-hmm. there at the beach, could he be like her father or her uncle or something that would be the generation he would be yeah he would, he would be like you know like joy's grandfather or great uncle or something mm-hmm. or whatever however you would you would send that but i mean it also could i mean who knows who who knows because all up until this time i mean george has always been aware of the merowick stuff and and you know he's been in this town forever he he knew didn't he know somebody who knew Elizabeth Merrick? I mean, he's been around for a long time in this town, so yeah. he knows, but he's never been this deeply involved. Uh, I mean, we presume deeply involved. I mean, obviously he's the one who snuck in. Remember I was saying it has to be supernatural because somebody's breaking into their houses to drop off the sand, but it's George. He has keys to everything. He'll, yeah. He's going in and dropping off the sand in, in people's places. Right. Um, yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm, it was a great moment. It was very smart. I, I like I said, I thought this was a really fun episode, and that was just kind of the cherry on top of the Sunday. <laughs> I think this season is looking very different from our previous seasons. Uh-huh. It, both, both literally the look of it, but also like the storylines and everything. I think it's a uh-huh. little edgier than we've seen before. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, it's a little darker, but it still has all the all the characters that we love and all the elements that we love. And uh, I, I, I think this is a great send, you know, start to what could be a great season. Yeah, I agree. Very much so. Well, let us know if you're listening what you think of the premiere. Are you uh, excited about it like we are? What did you think? Did we miss anything? Uh, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. We would love to hear your thoughts. And, uh, yeah, you can make sure you're following the podcast on Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. We have our a uh, patron group which has tons of fun we just had our watch along uh for the the month and we got to talk to Lacey Chabert and director Michael Damien uh, about the Christmas waltz and that was epic uh and we have some fun ones coming up this summer so it, it's only two dollars a month to join you'd be part of our, pa- our patron group where we talk good witch and all the other shows and have a great time so please check out the Patreon. We also have our merch store, which has Good Witch inspired merch in there. So check that out as well. All those links are in the description. And thanks so much, Randy. This was great. And we will talk again in two weeks. Thank you. Okay. Bye.